welcome to today's episode of Odd Pairing. I'm Paige with my co-host Natasha. Here I am once again. <laughs> it's another day. It's another day. <laughs> Today uh, we have Laura Johnson with You and Yours Distilling, founder and head distiller. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for having welcome. me. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited about this because spirits is my favorite. Oh, okay. Good, <laughs> good, good. It's my absolute, especially gin. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yes. wow. Okay, we're going to have Everyone some fun today. There, you know, gin make you sin. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so shy. I'm excited. I, I love it. super excited. <laughs> love to hear that. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> before we get to our official cheers, we're going to start with your well-known yeah, gin. Yeah, Sunday gin. Started. Yeah, let's get into it. I love that it's called Sunday. Right. Gin. I mean, who doesn't love a G&T on a Sunday? Right. right. Sunday afternoon, yeah. Right. We'll pour a little bit of this up to get things going. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Perfect. Yeah. You can always pour our... a ghost shot just in case. Okay. <laughs> the ghost in the room needs one too. Okay. <laughs> I, I, can do. Can you do. You never know when the ghost might need a Pour shot. Pour one out well. for mm-hmm. the ghost. Right. Might as well keep your bases covered. Yeah. For our dead <laughs> homies, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Wouldn't want to offend anyone. <laughs> right. Awesome. Okay. She's poured. Have a little there. All right. For okay. one, it's very fragrant. I can smell it. Oh, yeah. well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank I you, can thank really you. Smell it. it's, yes. That is that is good. Yeah. I can tell that's good gin right oh, there. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. I feel like I'm back in like the South of 1950. <laughs> <laughs> I made it out of my tub. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, yes, this is che- great. Yeah, well, cheers. So, this is our flagship Sunday gin. This is definitely an American style of gin. So, it's mm-hmm. not going to be super juniper forward. This is not your textbook London Dry by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be much more citrus forward, much much more kind of it's delicate. So, ooh, yeah. and it's just like no. lofty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love this. Um, definitely yeah. like a more feminine style, a little bit more mm-hmm. reserved. Um, like I said, super citrusy up front. Mm-hmm. So lots of fresh grapefruit peel, a little bit of fresh Valencia orange peel, plenty of juniper there in the middle. So um, uh, like second, third sip, it's not something that you're going to miss. It's just uh, something that I use in, in this Sunday gin recipe, I like to say as more of like a connective tissue um, mm, in, uh, amongst all the other botanicals as opposed to like that overarching like hit you in the head flavor note mm-hmm. um and then a little bit of coriander just for some depth and complexity um some fresh mint kind of then brightens everything back up oh, gives wow. it a nice grassy a top note yeah, yeah a lot going on and then um before, you can take a sip sorry oh my gosh of course yeah cheers yeah. cheers so cheers cheers straight episode and yeah wonderful i'm getting ahead of myself already mm-hmm. cheers Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and hit it just the way it needed to. Oh, good. That's great. That is Fresh, great. juicy, bright. I did have a question. Like, when you're tasting spirits when it's not mixed. Like, yeah. I know with beer, you kind of, like, smell it, and then you swirl it and trying to get... Like, how do, is that yeah. how you do the same thing with spirits, or is there a different type of way to taste a spirit? Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, great okay. question. Very similar. The only difference is I wouldn't recommend, like, in a glass of wine, you know, you can really get, like, your nose in there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that with a spirit, just because it is so much higher in alcohol. Yes. So you can kind of, like, if you get too too far in there, you can, um, like, the... I, I, there's a technical term for it, but, like, the little hairs on the inside of your nostrils can kind of, like, get burnt. Singe. Yeah, singe, exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and yeah. then you kind of mm. you can kind of throw off your palate, and, ah, okay. and so that's not like really great. So I like to say like chemistry class, like give it a waft. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely can give it a really nice swirl, and then I like to take a, a smaller sip and then kind of blow out. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope you agree. I think Sunday gin is really smooth and doesn't mm-hmm. have like a ton of bite to it. But if you were tasting something that was maybe a little bit higher in ABV or did have a little bit of a harsher bite to it, then mm-hmm. kind of breathing out after you take that first sip really helps kind of counteract that. Oh. Yeah, yeah so I something about... In, um, when I went to like a tequila tasting, yeah, the guy yeah. told me the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, and I thought it was just with tequila, but I didn't know it was with all of it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Something you can apply to all spirits, anything higher in alcohol content, especially like whiskeys and things like that. Mm-hmm. And just kind of inviting like that oxygen, like getting the spirit in and then having the kind of the oxygen come out kind of lets... Um, like, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly, but like fresh oxygen then come into your mouth. So like all of those kind of ingredients, like those botanicals pop and kind of everything is uh, a little bit easier to pick up on. And, um, and also like, this is uh, a very kind of delicate, more reserved gin, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's not super, super powerful, but it is layered. And so the more like that, if you take small sips and kind of keep going, like I'm happy to continue pouring it for as long as you would like. But I mean, you know. Yeah, oh my gosh, well, the yeah. Ghost you know the ghost. ghost. The ghost, yeah. The ghost, the ghost never was took. for you, yeah. Um, but it, it, it reveals different things, you know, after mm-hmm. after additional sips. And especially mm-hmm. if, you know, if you do like to enjoy it on like a cube or something like that, or maybe just with a splash of sparkling water, it like reveals other, like, you know, just kind of keeps going. Um, yeah, yeah it kind of makes you work for it. Like there's different things to be discovered as you kind of get into it. So um, the one that I missed was... Uh, um, there's six ingredients, six botanicals, and my favorite one actually is dried rose hips. So that's like that kind of oh, floral, like sweetness yeah. on the finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah. when I did the inhale on it, definitely got the mint. I was like, wow, this is what makes it so refreshing and yes. cooling. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I could feel that brightness to it, and, and oh, oh yeah, good. this is this is re- this is perfect. Good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> perfect. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. This is the perfect gin. We affection- for all you other gin makers out there, get your game up. <laughs> Take note, take note, no. Uh, we affectionately refer to Sunday as our gateway gin. So oh, definitely that's like very good. Yeah, if you're not if you're um not not like us here and already into the into the onto the gin side. <laughs> yeah. Um if you're just kind of dipping your toe into the category, yeah. um, maybe you just, you know, you only can do Hendrix, um, something like that, then then this is a really great entry point into the world of gin. Yeah, this yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, so mm. Uh, just to do a little break in the show, mm-hmm. we always do a drinking game and we try to do a word with it. So for this one, we're going to do style throughout this entire episode. Okay? I don't know if we've said it yet. I think I, I think I might have. Did she? Who knows? Gateway? No. I think I said American style of gin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Everyone yeah. has to take a drink. So we'll all have to take a drink, yeah. a sip of your drink. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. you have hardcore. We got some. We got some spirits here today, guys. I don't <laughs> yeah. want you to see us at the end like this. <laughs> so we just take like a tiny sip. Um, but every time the word style comes mm-hmm. up, then we'll take a sip. Okay. 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 All right. Let's or get variation into it. too, like styles. Oh, if they're right. oh okay okay. I guess those are the only two styles. Yeah, we, we we can add the S. Okay, on yeah. There as okay. Well. Yes. I thought you were Wanted saying like the word variation as oh, well. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I just oh, no. meant the. Uh, just wanted to like lay the ground, make sure. Yeah. Okay. We're all oh, for covered sure. on that. Challenge mm-hmm. accepted. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, 
Uh, well, I would like to know more about your background and how you came to get into distilling and all of that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So um, to, to back all the way up, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm originally from the Dallas, Texas area. So grew up in the suburbs, had very relaxed parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so always encouraged to, you know, try a sip of their glass of wine or, you know, try their cocktail, see what they were enjoying. Um, so definitely grew up with like a very, what I would consider like healthy, respectful relationship to alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't something seen as taboo, rather something, you know, that was like really worthy of appreciation. And, and yeah. it was, you know, more of like a um, an art, I, I suppose. And um, so, yeah, so I kind of had that mindset going into my drinking, my drinking years, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. 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 early Which drinking years. Definitely. Yeah, so healthy. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> grateful for that type of upbringing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it just, uh, it opened my eyes to, I think I had a, an, a, an interest and appreciation for wine and spirits from a much earlier than I think, you know, is probably normal age. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we all start drinking earlier than 21, let's be honest, but I don't yeah. think we're... I don't think we're all interested in what we're drinking exactly. earlier than 21. More of the yeah. impact or the effects of exactly. alcohol. Exactly. Yes. Yes. The yes. healthiest way yes. to approach. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Beverage, yeah. So, um, yeah, so then um, my, my parents were divorced, are divorced. And so um, growing up when I was in high school, um, the like most um, meaningful time that I would spend with my dad would be um, he would like ta let me tag along on business trips. Mm -hmm. So I would travel a bunch with him and, and that was really fun. And I, I got to see so much like when I was still so young and um, just randomly like he was really into it kind of too. And so something that we would do together when we would have you know, time together on these trips is um, visit distilleries. Oh, so, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it was really cool. I remember yeah. being like 16, 17, okay. like uh -huh. going on distillery tours with my dad. It's, that's a it's good age. pretty uh -huh. wild. Yeah, age. it's a good age. Yeah, it's, it's such good a good age. age. Like barely passed high school chemistry, but yeah. loved the distillery tours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so that was, I remember like very vividly the first time I went on a distillery tour with him and um, just being like so fascinated, mm -hmm. so enthralled, mm -hmm. like could not believe that um, this was how spirits were made and just had no idea. And so um, that was always kind of bug in my mind. Um, fast forward a little bit, I, I leave Texas to come out here to San Diego to do my undergrad. So I went to the University of San Diego and studied mm -hmm. international business and economics and um, again, had that interest in wine and spirits. I like to joke that I continued to hone my love of drinking throughout my college years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes. As one does. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, again, like had an interest uh, earlier than, you know, pre-21. So as soon as I did turn 21, I started down the WSET education tract, like kind of mm -hmm. thought maybe for a hot minute I might want to go down the SOM, um, you mm -hmm. know, path and uh, did that. Got as much kind of wine education as I could. Started working at a wine bar in college. And um, the like final module, I think it's like WSET level two or something, um, the final module is uh, spirits. So kind of looking at all the different categories at a really kind of high level. And that kind of brought me back around to distilling. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I really enjoy this. I really enjoy learning about this. So yeah. 
fast forward again, um, getting ready to graduate, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, just knew I had an interest in wine and spirits. And so mm-hmm. um, my then boyfriend, now husband and business partner, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was mm-hmm. like, you know, you've always had a real interest in distilling. You should you should check that out. And, you know, if not now, when, you know, I've got mm-hmm. nothing to lose, you just graduated, see if it's for you. So I literally walked across the stage, got my diploma. And the next day I was on a plane to go do like a week long one on one intensive distilling course wow. at a distillery up in Washington state. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of all over from there. Um, I had no, like I I had no background in the industry of any kind. Mm -hmm. Like my parents Mm -hmm. didn't, were not in the industry of alcoholic beverages or even consumables at all. And, um, I just, I just loved it. I was just like a dog on a bone. And so basically after that course, um, that was kind of like my first foray into distilling. And it was a very interesting week. Um, I'm sure you guys will be able to relate. It kind of got like a pat on the head, like, mm-hmm. oh, cute. You want to be a distiller? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. But ultimately, like, you know, just kept asking questions and like would not mm-hmm. take no for an answer and just yeah. like really soaked up as much as I possibly could during that week. Um, came back to San Diego and and um, I, I just remember talking to Luke, my my husband now now husband on the phone then boyfriend being you know kind of packing up and getting ready to come home and just being like yeah these guys were kind of like d-bags but yeah um, (laughs) but you know I learned so much and I am so hooked and if these knuckleheads I used much more colorful language Mm -hmm. um it can can do this I can absolutely like crush this like if they can if they can like have this amount of you know regional market share Mm -hmm. and success then like I mean, I can, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, was super invigorated, came back to San Diego, um, uh, applied, uh, kind of reached out to every or actually back up. Sorry. Um, from then, I just I was I was uh, I wanted more experience. I wanted more knowledge and, and more mm-hmm. more. Um, I wanted to know more. I'd only had a week on a still and and, and that was it. That was all mm-hmm. I knew. So spent the next like the, the rest of that year after college graduation, just zigzagging my way across the states, like doing any mm-hmm. sort of distilling education I could find, like masterclass workshop, apprenticeship, like like even just kind of like an intensive tour, like one of those all day things where you get to shadow the distiller. Like, so you oh, really immersed wow. yourself. Oh, I went you all exactly immersed in, in like yeah. full self immersion. Like there was no roadmap. There were no college programs at the time there were no I mean unless you wanted to go to like Scotland or you know like it was there was just nothing like you know if you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer there's a path for you you want to be a distiller there's none you have to make your own (laughs) you have to make your own and figure it out and it was so so weird and difficult and I I just I wanted to I wanted to be a distiller like that was my end Mm -hmm. goal and so um I kind of did this period of like self-education just immersing myself in the industry any way I could figure out to do mm-hmm. any door that would you know someone would open for me and um spent you know six eight months doing that came back to san diego and that's when i i um i you know was super invigorated super convicted and i was like okay i'm gonna reach out to every distillery i can find in california uh-huh. and i'm gonna apply for like an assistant distiller position or apprentice distiller right. position mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. um you know just like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and and uh, i think like two got back to me and uh, one of one of them was like oh you know you can work in the tasting room you know, we've mm. got a place here, you know, maybe you can move into production at some point. And one was like, oh, I see your, res- or I see your, you know, background, your education. Like maybe we can find something for you in the marketing department. And I was like, no, oh. no, 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 no. That's not what so, I want. Yeah. So yeah. do you think that because um, they were actually making it and you were trying to get onto this apprenticeship? Because usually time mm-hmm. we know that apprenticeships are like, oh, I'm now trying to do exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I need to kind of get that path. 
why do you think that they kind of were pushing you off instead of letting you see like exactly what was going on? I think maybe, I think like, I mean, I'm sure a certain, there was a certain level of just like underestimating me, you know, yeah. like I definitely, like, I, I mean, I don't look like what you think of when you think of someone coming in to try to learn how to, you know, distill or produce spirits. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. not the, I'm not the norm for sure. And then I think also, um, I mean, this is, so I graduated in 2014, so I would have been doing all of this, like, little outreach or whatever in 2015, and I mean, even today, like, craft distilling is not akin to craft beer. Like, it, mm-hmm. they they are not on the same level yet, anywhere near, and so um, I think a big part of it at the time, uh, quite honestly, had to do with the fact that there weren't and there weren't very many distilleries that they, that were well enough established to even have an open position, mm. um, let okay. alone like be a willing to industry. Totally, okay. exactly. Like let alone be willing yeah. to take a chance on me yeah. <laughs> for that position. And right. um, and I, you know, I, I really liked. I, I I fell in love with San Diego as soon as I got out here. I I really wanted to stay in California if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you know, was was not ready to move back home to Texas. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so it's yeah. The weather. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, so um, let's see. So uh, kind of getting, uh, not finding my desired path to becoming a distiller, basically mm-hmm. had a lot of knowledge and a lot of passion, but not a lot of experience. And so um, at that point, I just kind of had to take a step back and I come from very entrepreneurial um, blood. My parents both, mm-hmm. you know, have started businesses and started, started one together that, um, actually my, my dad just sold recently. And so, uh-huh. um, I mean, my dad didn't even finish high school. Like just like, was like, yeah, I'm out of here. And, you know, started like importing tanning beds from Germany or something. Like he's just been, um, you know, like an entrepreneurial entrepreneur in like every fiber of his being since yeah. I, I can remember since yeah, I was yeah. born. And so I just kind of had that in the back of my mind. Like I always kind of knew that I would like to do that too, maybe mm-hmm. at some point, someday have a business of my own. Um, and so I took a step back and I was like, okay, well, what do I know how to do? I had already started writing the business plan mm. for what would eventually become you and yours in like my last semester of college at USD. And um, I felt like the connections that I had made by kind of zigzagging my way around and just oh, networking mm-hmm. in the industry, I felt like I had enough people um, to kind of go to for capital as well. So my Luke and I, like we just kind of, and, and he had the um, hospitality background at the time that I didn't. So he worked for Nobu Group for a number of years. He opened Mm -hmm. their location down in San Diego and worked for some other fine dining establishments in San Diego County. And um, I kind of then had the business side and the product side and we were just like, fuck it, let's do this ourselves. (laughs) We don't need anyone else. Let's do it together. I was like, if no one's going (laughs) to open the door for me, then I'm going to open it for myself. And and, um, yeah, and so that's like the, you know, sorry, sorry, non-abridged version of um, how you and yours came to be. So finished the business plan, pitched like 50, 45, 50 people, I think, for um, wow. for our capital raise and, and mm-hmm. had the money verbally committed, I think, in about a month. Wow. And That's we impressive. were off to the races. Yeah. 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 I like to joke again that I blacked out <laughs> for a couple of years, not from drinking, yeah. just from like putting your head down and just being mm-hmm. like Working. so blindly mm-hmm. convicted um, on bringing this idea that I had to life. And so from that point, from being like, okay, what do I do to then, okay, I'm going to make this happen. Um, I think it was like two and a half, almost three years um, before we actually opened the doors at, at YNY in, in East Village. And you just celebrated five years. We did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did this year. So. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That is awesome. Yeah. It is. That's, that's, I, I love that. Um, 
I know that you said earlier about, you know, having that entrepreneur mindset that ran in the family. Mm-hmm. And you said that you could have done anything else. Why, in any kind of spirit, right? Why did you choose Jen? Yes. Yeah. Great follow-up question. <laughs> um, so did you put it with any spirit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And we are very, very Jen focused. So um, I was... Um, I'm thinking about the the, the, the word, the drinking word, Try, trying not to say it. Um, but, no, say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little parched anyway. Yeah, yeah, same, same, Just same. Go ahead and say um, it. So as I was zigzagging my way across the country, going to all of these different distilling education things and um, visiting all of these distilleries, um, I was drinking a lot of gin. So it's mm. very common for um, kind of smaller, younger, upstart craft distilleries while they're waiting on their age spirits to you know come to maturity, they're okay. going to pump something clean out so they can make money in the short term. Um, and so I like to say that it's very easy to make a gin. It's very difficult to make a good one. Mm. Um, and so I'm visiting all these distilleries, soaking up all this knowledge. I'm tasting all this gin. And what I am coming to realize is that it is not just one singular pr- profile, but there is this wide ranging spectrum of different styles of oh, gin. There it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> And so, and so that's when I um, had this epiphany and I got really into gin and I just started to love to drink it and I love to figure out all these different flavor notes and, you know, this um, type of gin over here and this, you know, this kind of, uh, uh, you know, flavor of gin over here. Don't and be shy of the word. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Don't so be many shy. Styles. Well, so many styles. Empty, so I don't know. Oh my gosh. Did <laughs> the ghost take it? The ghost. Oh, you know, I could have just traded with oh. you. Oh, that's okay. All good. Because um, I always got, you know, two on <laughs> Well, ghosted. You're just, two. you've got them on rotation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on rotation. Um, so, yeah, so really getting introduced to this category of gin, and um, that really excited me. And I, I just, I had this like huge epiphany of like, why is no one creating um, a really thoughtful distilling concept around just gin? Why mm-hmm. is it such mm-hmm. an afterthought? Why are we just, you know, pumping these gins out just to make some cash um, while we wait on the whiskey? Like, why is it all about the whiskey here yeah. in, in, mm-hmm. in the States? And um, and so that was really exciting to me to like put a, a concept together that, um, no, we're not waiting on something in the back. We're not putting all of our, mm-hmm. you know, eggs yeah. into, you know, these barreled baskets. We're, mm-hmm. we're creating something with a lot of thought and intention behind it that is going to be ready soon <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't mean, take is, a lot of time is there to make. kind of like a uh <clears throat> i don't know like people think gin is for a certain i don't know older people or is that like i don't know i'm just trying to think of like why it like you said everybody wants like a whiskey or a yeah. bourbon or, or a tequila like yeah why, why do people view gin what differently we, in the spirit world, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's definitely changing every day. I mean, gin is gaining in popularity and, and at a just insane rate right now. Um, so, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I feel like you have to burp, but you can't, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> we can cut that out, right? <laughs> nope, we leave it in. <laughs> um, so I think gin is definitely gaining in popularity, but there is that mm-hmm. stigma where it's like, you mm-hmm. know, like your grandma or grandpa's spirit. And, mm-hmm. um, and we obviously had that huge resurgence of popularity when it came to dark liquor, you know, bourbon and whiskey. And, um, like it kind of came together with the rise in popularity of like speakeasy, speakeasy and like prohibition mm-hmm. style yes. cocktails. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just all about the whiskey here for a mm-hmm. while and everybody wanted to jump on that band bandwagon. Yeah. Um, but it's changing. I mean, gin 
in, if you go around to, you know, any self-respecting, um, you know, restaurant, cocktail bar, what have you these days, you have at least one, if not several gin cocktails on the menu. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's definitely changing for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's start uh, trying out the vodka soda. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about this. Yeah. You each have your own can in there. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we, um, uh, yeah, you and yours were very gin focused, but we're also Sorry, very. T- tangerine. The tangerine. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The orange ones. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Here you are. Very uh, cocktail culture focused um, at you and yours. Our tasting room is a big part of who we are and what we do. And um, we put a lot of thought and effort into our in-house cocktail program there in the tasting room. Mm -hmm. And so it only made sense to try to capture that in a format, you know, for people who maybe can't make it to the tasting Mm -hmm. room or don't live in San Diego. And so um, that was like one piece of the puzzle. But then another piece was um, my husband is from New Zealand. And so, you know, down under RTDs have been something, you know, for for a long time, like they're they're nothing new to him. And so he always kind of had that in the back of his mind that he would Mm -hmm. like to do those um, or he would like for us to make some. And then the last piece of the puzzle with these bad boys is... Um, when we were first, when we had first opened, um, Luke and I like to kind of blow off steam, just get out of the distillery. Like we would take, um, my grandpa had recently passed at the time and, mm-hmm. um, he, he like till the day he died, he had, he would take out like this little 20 foot bayliner trophy, this little fishing boat, um, you know, out to Lake Texoma and, and, you know, go fishing on the weekends. And mm-hmm. when he passed all my, it like passed around to all my cousins, and my brother, and they're like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And I'm like, why is no one asking me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll why, I'm over yeah. yeah, I might be in California, but like, why is no one offering me the boat? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Luke and I had it like uh, arranged for it to get driven out here. We like anti-fouled the bottom. We put it in the bay. So mm-hmm. we would like take it out. We all of a sudden had a boat. Like, ho- holy oh, crap, yeah. this cool. is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would take it out in the bay and we'd have like a beautiful glass bottle of Sunday gin and, mm. a, and a Ziploc <laughs> bag of ice and mm-hmm. really nice tonic and plastic cups. And we'd be trying to like make this <laughs> GNT out on the water. We were like, fuck this. We yeah. need to can't. It we needs need to, to can. go in a can. It needs to go in a can. Yeah. Exactly. So that yeah. is like the truest reason oh, why man, I love that. we started to get into canned cocktails. Um, but we first launched the first three skews in the fall of 2018 and we've since extend, extended that into um uh eight different uh uh can cocktails eight different you know skews rtds uh flavors whatever you want to call them and so this one is um one of our top sellers best mm-hmm. best sellers uh this is our tangerine vodka soda so this is actually made with our y and y vodka it's kind of our house vodka mm-hmm. um and uh, a little bit of um tangerine there's some notes of kumquat and clementine in here as well mm-hmm. um so you know very approachable at first glance but then once you actually take a sip it's like so much more than just a tangerine vodka soda yeah oh yeah and the artwork Mm. is beautiful it is thank you so much really beautiful thank you Mm. so i wanted to read what was on the back i was reading it as you was talking like a little and i said this is so clever and cute so with the tangerine vodka soda it says (laughs) this cocktail tastes like Taking a breezy afternoon nap. <laughs> Stop right there. Just Stop right there. <laughs> As adults, especially older adults, you start to appreciate naps. Sure do. And you right. telling me that this drink can put me in a nappy type mood? And then uh, afternoon nap in a very rustic cheek through um, trough. Uh, trough. Trough. That's what that is. Okay, glasses. <laughs> <laughs> trough of the juiciest. Word. 
just picked tangerines, mm-hmm. notes of juicy tangerine. What is that? Uh, mandarin and clementine. Mm-hmm. Mandarin and clementine. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Form the perfect pillow. Mm. Upon which to rest our 100% grape-based and distilled on-site Y&Y vodka. Almost as satisfying as peeling a tangerine in one <laughs> continuous piece. It is satisfying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. And then it was like, just me? Okay. <laughs> love Some that. appreciation for the copy. I love yes, it. Thank love you. That. <laughs> That's great. It's a little dangerous. It they are they are danger zone because I don't taste any. No, you don't taste any alcohol. And they're seven and a half. <laughs> oh, seven no. and a half percent. Yeah, yeah. They are danger Kids, zone. Please drink responsibly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one is gonna put you in a danger. I, but the taste, it's, it's so like clean. having like a yeah. soda water. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just super clean. So we clean. wanted them to be yeah. like really spritzy and refreshing and not mm-hmm. overly sweet, not cloying at all. We wanted you to be able to like drink one and then still want another. Like yeah. that's kind of um, my my gripe with canned cocktails prior to developing our own was twofold. It was either a you like can't taste the booze, which <laughs> maybe you can't taste it. Like you can't taste it in here. Maybe you can't taste it in here, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. more mm-hmm. more in terms of like ABV. So maybe mm-hmm. they were like three and a half, four, four and a half percent. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. what is that? I'll give that to my pregnant friend. Like what, mm-hmm. you, what even is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's a nothing. Um, so we wanted them to pack a good punch, like mm-hmm. not not hit you over the head, but we wanted you to be you know like feeling good and feel like you're getting your money's worth and then the second thing was just um we wanted them to be really well balanced like I feel like a lot of the canned cocktails I try I take you know take a sip maybe it's okay and then like second third and it's just like I can't finish the can like they're just way too sweet and um and so I just wanted ours to be really spritzy and refreshing and Mm -hmm. easy drinking yeah yeah because I've had others um Mm -hmm. with some bigger names (laughs) right and I was very disappointed in terms of their RTDs Uh, but this one oh Oh, guys, please, please get this. I love this one. Yeah, definitely I'm so glad. love it. I'm so glad. We want to invite you to listen to the Same Business, Different Day podcast, where we sit down with business owners, entrepreneurs, and great minds to talk about their stories and how they got to be as successful as they are today. If you're a business owner, this is the show for you. You get the tips and tricks from people just like yourself. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur, this is the show for you. You get to hear from some of the best storytellers about their journeys. If you're an avid podcast listener, this is the show for you. We release every Tuesday morning on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Same Business, Different Day. We make this show just for you. San Diego beer lovers, come join us on the Pioneer Beer Trail, a free narrated tour of four of Vista's iconic craft brewers, all from the convenience of your phone. Simply download the free show at vistamadetours.com or find Vista Made Tours on your favorite podcast provider like Spotify or iTunes. Then fire up the show and you'll hear fascinating backstories, beer favorites, and food recommendations from the brewers themselves as you travel from spot to spot. It's free, fun, and the easiest way to learn about some of Vista's originals, including Booze Brothers, Belching Beaver 980, Aztec, and Five Suits. So come travel the Pioneer Beer Trail at vistamadetours.com or from wherever you find your podcasts. Hello, friends. This is Joe Samo from the Samo Law Group. I am the host of Run It By My Lawyer 
Over the years, I've had so many people that have had legal issues and legal questions and legal concerns. And I always, over the more than 20 years, I've been telling people, before you sign anything, before you do anything, if you have a problem, just run it by my lawyer, <laughs> right? Just run it by me. And now I have a podcast doing just that. You can call me, you can email me, any questions you have. I love hearing from people and answering legal questions. And on our podcast, we've talked about uh, everything from free speech, uh, gun rights, you know, anything you want to discuss, employment rights, everything. So you have an issue, you know, run it by my lawyer and watch this podcast. You'll be entertained and you'll learn the law. Love to see you. You can find me anywhere, okay? Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever you want. And if you can't find me on some platform, let me know and I'll come find you. All right. Thank you. So let's talk about a little bit about the name. Yeah. How did you even yeah. come up with the name? And I love your shirt, by the way, because oh, I know you. it's broadcasting. Yeah. I love that. What do I wear? I wear it so often, it's like fading. Um, yeah, so the name, you and yours. So I can't take credit for it. Um, we were like so far along in the business development process, like literally building out our distillery, building out the tasting room. And we had, you know, all of the LLC and like company structuring documents under just like basically a dummy name. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't even think about naming the company right now. I need to get it open. You know, like yeah. I, it was like so much pressure. It's like naming a child. I don't yeah. have mm-hmm. one yet, but like I, it I, I can gym. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. something simple. The San Diego gym. Gin Distillery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so it was just it's way too much pressure, like with everything mm-hmm. else we had going on, trying to finish the project. And so finally, we just kind of had to sit ourselves down. And it was Luke and I and um, and a, a friend of ours. And we were just kind of shooting the shit. And, um, you know, I was just kind of articulating everything that I wanted the company to feel like and be mm-hmm. about. And how, like, when you walked in, how I wanted you to feel when you walked out. And, like, mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be really familial and friendly. And, you know, I never want to, like, take ourselves too seriously. Like, at the end of the day, I, you know, we're just, we're in the business of making people happy. Like that's yeah. all we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just wanted something like really approachable and, and our friend, um, John, he just shouted out, he's like, what about you and yours? And I was like, that's awful. <laughs> no, like that's like so lame. And then I sat with it and then yeah. I like slept on it. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh shit, that's cute. Like yeah. that's good. That encapsulates yeah. everything like you and yours for you and yours. By you and yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah, I love the one you said that it makes you happy because then I quickly had a thought in my brain, like, when have I ever decided to drink alcohol? And I was like, I'm sad. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably drinking because I'm sad that makes yeah. me happy. Exactly. But at the same time, I love that idea of, like you're saying, yeah. I want people to be happy when yes. they're, like, drinking our drinks. Mm-hmm. And, even and because you... of that refreshing feel that you have, mm-hmm. that's definitely on the on the market to make people happy. Good. I'm right. so yeah. glad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just that like tie between product and the experience and being able to give that like through the product, but then also through the physical location that you have and the way that the decor and just the experience that you want to give your guests. Very Precisely. Yeah. 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 And explain that, explain your location a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I love that you say that. That's like the whole point of why we do what we do and like what why and why, what we want why and why to be. So um, my other kind of realization on this little self-exploration. And and while I was uh, realizing how many styles of gin there are. (laughs) (laughs) What I was also realizing is that um, this, this distilling um, uh, like craft distilleries or these distilleries that you could visit 
Um, well, first off, there are very few that you actually could visit. Mm-hmm. And then if you could, there was no real experience to speak of. Like, maybe there was a very rudimentary tour of the production floor. Um and, you know, like very few had tasting rooms. If they did, it was like such an afterthought. It was just like reclaimed wood slapped on top of reclaimed wood off of reclaimed wood, you know, and just at a tasting table. And maybe you got like a, you know, a lukewarm pour of whatever they had mm. open that day. And mm-hmm. there was just no thought behind the experience. And I was like, how do we how do we like create a concept that puts an equal amount of thought and effort not only behind the quality of the product but mm-hmm. behind the quality of the the experience as a whole and like yeah. how it makes you feel and so that's why we have this beautiful tasting room in, in downtown San Diego in East Village and um, it's such a fun space I just wanted it to be like the physical embodiment of like what is in the bottles and in mm-hmm. the cans and so it's very approachable like very um, fun and lots of texture and feels very cozy and um, it's a spot where I hope you come in and you think maybe you're going to have one drink and then go out to dinner. Maybe you're going to have one or two and like sit right. down and, and, you know, and then pop over to somewhere, someplace else. And then I hope you would just end up staying the whole night or, you know, the <laughs> right. whole afternoon. Like, yeah, that's, that's the, just that's enjoying. The, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's usually how it is. Cause when we, we think about like this podcast talks about a lot about community mm-hmm. and community and adult beverages, yeah. basically. So if you're building that, if you have that type of atmosphere mm-hmm. at that location, mm-hmm. then that's what that is. Mm-hmm. It kind of allows people, because I'm that type of person that if I go to a place and I have plans to go to another one, mm-hmm. if this place is vibing, oh, I'm staying. I'm not, you're not going leave. anywhere. I'm not yeah. leaving. Why? No. Now I'm telling the people that I'm supposed <laughs> to be at the other place, you have to meet Come me on, and you and yours. You have to come here. Yeah, the <laughs> you vibes are immaculate, and, and exactly. I'm not leaving them. I'm not leaving at this point. 100%. Yeah, so that's great that you even thought that far. To go, you know, I either want people, even if they thought about leaving, mm-hmm. we're going to make it such a vibe here that mm-hmm. they want to stay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, that is yeah. yeah, that is great. I yeah. love that in yeah. terms of like having that um, that community aspect and, and you guys just bringing everyone, just kind of gathering them, mm-hmm. you know, to have that and to enjoy at the distillery. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole idea. That's yeah. the whole idea. Yeah. Bring people together. Yeah. So how do you create that... Um, how have you been thinking in terms of creating that through like the community through the beverage? That's a good question. That's, you know, that's the hardest piece of creating a brand is how do you create that community and how do you have that community transcend yeah. all of these different facets of where your business lies? Like how do you bring maybe like an online community? Like how do you bring an Instagram following into right. a store, a into location, a yeah tasting room into a restaurant that has you on the menu like how do you you know find these people who really champion your product and are willing to you know like find you in all these different um formats and so I don't I don't have a great answer for you you know I mean mm-hmm. we have um a wonderful PR team we we you know really do our best to be super authentic and fun over social and mm-hmm. um we have just such a great group of regulars at the tasting room too like every night there's a little bar log email that gets sent out with like you know the day's sales and what went right what went wrong mm-hmm. any fun special guest moments and like every single night it's like oh so and so and so it's over here again like they just moved they you know they they hate that they live for far away from this place but they're so happy to be back and taste the new menu like oh so-and-so is here with her new boyfriend this weekend like it's just it's so cool to like read those stories and hear that people are coming back and oh my gosh this is your best menu yet like it's just it's what it's all about yeah what it's all about I know growing up when I've always thought about like drinking and community Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be that person that had that spot that I just yeah, go right? to, like, right. frequent that spot. Because yeah. I was like, you know, I used to, I would go, especially when I was, like, traveling, 
I would go to different bars, and as soon as that person came in, you know that was the regular. Everybody yeah. knew them. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. speaking to everyone from the front door all the way to the bar. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I want to have that type of like <laughs> yeah. community where yeah. every time I go somewhere, that they're like, Oh, Natasha's here. All right, let me get my let me get my good stuff. I want you to try this Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. You know, because building that community, especially through that. It allows regulars, people underestimate regulars sometimes, not only in just bringing you the money, because they're, they're going to keep the place yes. open. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to keep, they're going to single-handedly yeah. keep Absolutely. you open. <laughs> At the same time, people have to also understand that regulars are the ones who are so passionate about your business mm-hmm. a little bit more than mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they're telling everyone. Mm-hmm. They're your champions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's Absolutely. where that community continues to grow. Because remember, we're always six degrees from someone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you think about you have like five regulars, they're telling, you know, that's like 30 people. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like exactly. they're telling someone else and someone else. And so, you know, all of that just keeps going. Yeah. And I love that idea in terms of you building that the distillery Mm -hmm. to look that way to Mm -hmm. say okay Mm -hmm. this is how it's going to look because when I tasted that gin I felt like that that was something for one the name Sunday on it period immediately took me there like I I felt that in my spirit like oh Mm. Sunday the girls like it's so bright we can Mm -hmm. literally have that with like a you know a cube in it just Mm -hmm. chilling and just talking exactly um so yeah I love that you you probably didn't think at the moment when I asked the question about like how building that community through the beverage, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard for me to articulate because it's not something that I. It's just a bunch of girls a lot at the table. Feeling. Exactly. It's yeah. feeling and yeah, the fuzzy. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. seeing like a group of girls who are in town from. Yeah. Austin, Dallas, where I'm from, any like Nashville, yeah. and they're here for a bachelorette. And the first thing they've done when they have touched down, checked into their hotel or Airbnb, and gotten like gotten ready, they're going to Y and Y for a cocktail class. Yes, like that is just so. Yeah, I mean, what an honor mm-hmm. that you're spending time with us and you're celebrating with us. Like mm-hmm. that is what it's all about. I used to say before we had the tasting room open when I was talking to you know a friend of ours that helped with the interior design. Like I was like, okay, I want this place to be somewhere where like you come and like you make out for the first time like I want you I want it to be a place where like memories yes. made here oh my god I like, absolutely I want, love that I want like babies made after you drink Sunday gin like I want this to feel so good. warm and like so a part of your life and mm-hmm. I think the reason I don't have a good answer for you is because you know my mind is on the 50 million other things that go wrong of every course. day or that keep mm-hmm. you know that you yeah. have to do to keep a business afloat and running but um you know, it's just about like being super authentic in everything we do and making what we like to drink. And again, not taking ourselves too seriously Mm -hmm. ever. And remembering that at the end of the day, we're just trying to make people happy and feel good and maybe teach them a little bit about gin. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. The community is like why we do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into this last one. Yeah. This gin and tonic. This G and T. This is another one of our best sellers. This is the blood orange gin and tonic. And this is actually going to be made with another style of gin oh, that we make. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be made with our London Dry. So oh, okay. um, this is a different style of gin that I don't have for you guys here today. But this is um, our my take on a London Dry. So not quite textbook either by any means, but it's going to be much closer to that kind of, um, you know, more juniper forward end of the spectrum. Bigger, yeah. bolder, oh. spicier, pinier. Definitely spicier. It's mm-hmm. def- yeah, yeah a higher in ABV as well. And then um, this one is coupled with a little bit of um, kind of lightly blood orange scented tonic water Mm -hmm. and for those of you out there who are watching your weight like me 
It's naturally low in sugar mm-hmm. and gluten free. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. They're Love super. It. Yeah, I think the again we have eight SKUs and um, they're all super naturally low in sugar. We just use all organic cane sugar, so nothing weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the I think the highest sugar content is our is our mule. Um, mm-hmm. And so just because that has like those you know kind of bigger, bolder like ginger and lime flavors, yeah. it needs a touch more sugar to kind mm-hmm. of punch through. Yeah. But it's still only something like I think maybe less than five grams for the entire can. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, we wanted them to be super well balanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I was telling you earlier that I drink a lot of those mules at uh, the Loma Club. Yeah. Which I wanted to, like, get into with Please. for listeners just about the experience there that you guys have created. And I think it really, from the tasting room to what you guys are now doing with the Loma Club, with the mini golf and just the cocktails and all of that and the outdoor patio and um, just what was that experience like, like getting involved with the Loma Club and that vision and you know, I guess for some people probably don't know what the Loma Club is. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, such a crazy ride, such a blessing in disguise. The Loma Club is a super cool, historic nine-hole par three golf course and clubhouse located in Liberty Station in Point Loma of San, okay. Di- San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it has been there for over 100 years. It was originally built, I think it was finished and commissioned in like 1912, maybe finished in 1914 or something like that. Definitely finished in 1914, but originally built by the um, commanding officer of the Naval Training Center at the time. So Liberty Station, for those of you who don't know, is a decommissioned Naval Training Center, da- Naval Base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so literally the 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 golf course property um, butts up to its right adjacent to the, f- the, the homes and the properties, um, the acreage that that um, like the former officers lived that called the officers mm-hmm. quarters. Um, and so <laughs> like if you were, um, you know, a, a recruit and you went out to San Diego to, to, to do basic training, you joined the Navy every day, you had like these certain physical um, like fitness or education credits you had to fulfill. Like you had to do mm-hmm. some sort of like fitness or whatever workout every day. Mm-hmm. And one of your options was to go play golf. <laughs> 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 which is nuts, which is like so yeah. cool to me. And so it's a workout. It's a workout. It sure is. Yeah. It's hilly. Yeah. You got to swing mm-hmm. real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's so cool. And, and the, the, the way that we came to be the proprietors, proprietors of this place, I just pinched myself, my husband and I, um, basically in the summer of 2019, we went to Europe for a couple of weeks and, um, we bookended the trip with a few nights on either side in London. So that's where my, um, husband's cousin, lived at the time his best friend Ollie they're both from New Zealand mm-hmm. and so Ollie lived in um, in London and and his um, business and his father's business so kind of like the the family business on their side was um, building mini golf building putt-putt courses oh, so my gosh. <laughs> all, Ollie's dad Luke's uncle builds them all over all over New Zealand and then Ollie uh, builds them all over the UK and wow he was, you know, we were doing something fun. He took us to this really cool one that was super posh and upscale and had amazing craft cocktails. And it was indoors and there were no clowns or no windmills, no dinosaurs. <laughs> it was just like fake re- volcanoes. Yeah, no fake volcanoes. Um, it was just like really light Scandinavian wood, like with this roundabout hole. Like mm-hmm. it was just a really cool vibe. And and um, he had, you know, booked our tea, tea time, our mini golf tea time <laughs> mm-hmm. weeks before we even came into 
to town. Like if you wanted to do your birthday party at this place, you had to book it like, you know, months in advance for freaking mini golf, you guys. Yeah. And so anyways, we saw that, thought it was so cool, came back to San Diego. We're like, we have to do something like this, Mm -hmm. you know, with our style of cocktails that we do at YNY, you know, coupled with like upscale fun mini golf for for not only kids and families, but also for like first dates Mm -hmm. and, you know, students and, and, you know. And um, so, yeah, so we were just shooting the shit with our friend who's um, also our architect. And we were like, where should we do this? Like, where can we put this in San Diego? Where would work? Should we do outside, inside, whatever? And um, he was like, oh, you guys got to come talk to the Liberty Station people. And lo and behold, they were looking for, you know, I guess some new operators for Mm -hmm. the Loma Club. Um, And and at first we were like, absolutely not. We've never ran a golf course in our lives. How, (laughs) like, why do you think we're going to do this? And at the end of the day- (laughs) <laughs> why not? Why not? Exactly. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much about the Loma Club that is exactly what we love about you and yours. It's about creating an experience. Mm-hmm. It's about making people happy. It's about mm-hmm. upgrading and elevating the food, the drinks, the vibe, the, you know, aesthetic. And so we just, Luke and I, at the end of the day, we just love hospitality. We mm-hmm. love creating spaces and experiences. And we're like, let's can do this and so it's been such a blessing in disguise we took over january of 2020 oh wow (laughs) which was really interesting yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah we love the loma club and it's it's so cool totally separate business from yny they have no connection other than you know we both run them both but yeah that's Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah Yeah. well you guys did a fantastic job there it is so fun (laughs) thank you thank you really really fun yeah definitely that experiential um you know I guess, experience, you know, like you, you leave there so happy, like people would just love it. Uh, and mm-hmm. and when I was there, I saw like the families come in with their toddlers yep. to go play mini golf and the first date and the, like, so you see all yeah. of that happening Ugh. in that space. And, you know, that's a really unique thing to have those different stages of life, yeah. like all being in one, one area. And that's what a community is made out of is you all sure of is. that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so to be able to do that and do that well is fantastic so thank you well done thank you mm-hmm. so much i'm glad you guys yeah. enjoyed that's it that's a lot of pressure too because think about it you got to keep this open for years and years <laughs> to come because Don't if you're you creating know. first dates yeah i need to come back in 20 years 100 percent, absolutely it's a lot of pressure yeah. it's a lot of pressure and especially in the beginning because there are so many like built-in regulars that mm-hmm. have been going to that place and I mean they did not take they did not mince any words when we took that place over they were like you're not going to change it are you you're not going to like I this is where I was this is where my grandfather taught me to play golf on this course like oh. I've been coming here for years and years and we're just like oh god no 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 we're going to keep all the good things about it and just yeah. maybe like change a couple things you know yeah. so it was interesting to like we wanted to keep everything that was so special about the Loma Club, and mm-hmm. we definitely didn't want to like alienate anyone or make them feel like it wasn't their still their spot. But you know, there was just so much room for improvement. There was so yeah. many little things like low hanging fruit that we could do um, to to just enhance the experience for everyone, but also like get a whole new crop of people through there. Mm-hmm. Like yes. people, even if they don't play golf, even if they yeah. never played golf a day in their life, they but love. They also, come for live music on golf. Mini golf. I mean, <laughs> Back but you to know, mini just golf. come and drink. Like, I mean, whatever you want to yeah. do. It's it's mm-hmm. um it's been so cool to see. But that also, place. people have to also be acceptable of change. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people yeah. need to understand that change is a good thing. And like you said, if it needed a lot of mm-hmm. upgrades, mm-hmm. I'm sure, sir, when your grandfather was teaching you, this is <laughs> yeah. brand new. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think when you came in for your first lesson, that things were being held up by duct tape inside. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that. Um, Sometimes we can still give people that same nostalgia that they had, 
mm-hmm. but giving them that upgrade and telling them that times are changing. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. things are now. Mm-hmm. I I don't have to go out and literally pick the balls up. I got a whole thing that that does this now. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah. it's a lot of those type of things, and 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 I think when people come into that, and this is with any type of business that you're taking a location that once was there for a very very mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you can decide that, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to improve this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make it to where it's with what is happening within me Mm -hmm. to be able to make it to do that. We can't let the pressure of other people resistant to change. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you made this a beautiful space now. Yeah, exactly. And for him to, he didn't even know what you were going to (laughs) do. No. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like none of them knew what you were going to do. No. So they immediately automatically thought, younger girl coming in here. 100%. Because it doesn't matter. You could be 40. And he still would have been like, this young girl came <laughs> yeah. in here. Yeah. And she's about to change my whole, you know. And, yeah. and sometimes we have to understand that that change is always good. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring other people in here mm-hmm. to enjoy this just as much as you did. Absolutely. Like no one's enjoying it that way anymore. Yeah. 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 We need to upgrade just a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I, I applaud you for pushing past that because mm-hmm. that sometimes can allow people to stop. It, it's tough because you just get like met with that resistance before you yeah. even had a chance to showcase what you can do. And it's like starting a new job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. see you come in here. You come with your yeah. fresh ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all, I'm pretty sure guys, that's why I was brought in here. <laughs> you guys like cranking this paper out? There's a whole copier machine they make now. Yeah. What, what is this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, And it was the little things, you know? It was... Um, you know, just streamlining the menu and mm-hmm. and um and and just like now instead of just having like oh my god okay so this is a perfect example so mm-hmm. when we took over the same person was ringing you up for your tea time like booking your tea time taking your money mm-hmm. pouring your beer and flipping your burger like they were doing that in one little oh gosh oh. sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah. I'm so no sorry. no worries. <laughs> Like, do and this one little triangle behind the bar, and I'm like, who oh, wow. wants that? I don't want the same por- person, like, pouring my pint and, like, handling my cash to also be, like, like assembling my, my fries. <laughs> it was just, like, so, and, oh, my gosh, that person was, like, expected to clean the bathrooms, too. Like, oh. I just, and so we just we were like, okay, we need to sep- separate everything out. We need to, you know, create different zones of, like, you can order drinks here and then That's food, why he food here. And then- That's why he liked it. <laughs> No, I know. He likes it. He likes it a little, yeah. a little germ on his, yeah. <laughs> on his burger. And so it was. Don't just, you dare change that burger handling. <laughs> I need it from the bathroom back to the burgers, you know. And we went yeah. around and we we kept all the original staff on. Everybody mm-hmm. who was there mm-hmm. had the opportunity to stay on. And we went and we interviewed all of them. And we're like, do you like like do you like cooking? Like, or did you mm-hmm. take this job because yeah. you like to yeah. cook, or did yeah. you take this job because you like? golf or yeah. what, what, what why, why are, are you here why are you here and right. so now that it's separate we have like a bar team we obviously have the kitchen crew we've got yeah. our starters you know who keep mm-hmm. pace of play on the course and check you in for golf and it just it, not only does it just run so much uh smoother, smoother now mm-hmm. but like we've like four x sales I mean, it's Look just such a Look cool. Look at that! Yeah, and we built an entirely new bar. It just feels classier in there. Mm-hmm, it's still mm-hmm. super casual. You can mm-hmm. play in flip flops. You can bring your dog. You can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it. It. It's just. It's such a cool spot there. But there were certain things where, like, if I want to be here, 
I need things to like if I want to spend my whole day and I want to bring my family. Yeah, yeah, like I, I there's a few things that I, you know, that I want to kind of level up. So yeah, but it's such a cool business. Yeah, we feel so fun fortunate that like we get to be the the keepers of that place. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, that is that's definitely great. Fun. Yeah. So what is coming up for you and yours? For you and yours, um, we've got um, some really fun things coming out of the production floor. So um, our first ever modifier. So I, we've like mentioned that we're, you know, very uh, focused on like cocktail culture when it comes to everything that we make. And so um, we've got a coffee liqueur coming this Ooh, fall, yeah. um, which is really exciting. We've been working on that for a while now, like mm-hmm. over a year um, and so definitely something different for us, but I think really kind of like fits in well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also on the RTD side with the coffee liqueur, cure, coffee liqueur, excuse me. Um, we've got three new cold brew coffee canned <gasps> oh, cocktails. <gosh>. So <laughs> very fun, yeah. boozy, caffeinated. Sounds um, like my Saturday awesome night. <laughs> Perfect for brunch, for tailgates, for mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. See, I've been going to Starbucks with the nitro and just you know just sip some in there real oh, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to make my morning interesting. It's, I don't know if I'm going to be taking a nap it, yeah. or I'm going to be on fire. Who knows? It's, it's, it's Saturday. <laughs> Who knows? You, you'll end up where you end up. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Bring, I love that. We're bringing a whole new meaning to uh, putting Bailey's in your coffee. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Excited about those for sure. Can't wait for everyone to taste them. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely very good, yeah. And I want to touch real quickly on the scholarship that you started for women in the distilling industry. Yeah, yeah. it kind of, um, it kind of not not fell off the rails, but we um, had originally intended to offer the scholarship um, at least once a year, and so I think we we did our first one in twenty twenty, I believe. Um, and so this was something that I had been really itching to do for a long time, but just, you know, run, running a small business is hard and yeah. especially mm-hmm. in the liquor world when you don't have like buku bucks behind you. And so, um, you know, 2020 was oddly enough, a really great year for Y&Y. Our canned cocktails took off. We, mm-hmm. um, brought on, um, everyone was at home. Oh, exactly. Home drinking. Home drinking. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was at home yeah. Drinking. yeah. We like weirdly brought on like three new States, three new markets that year. We, oh, wow. we got, um, I think two or three major retailers, that year as well. And so 2020 was just a great year for us. And I Mm -hmm. finally felt like we were in a position to do this. And so um, I was talking about my education and traveling all over. And Mm -hmm. one of the best courses, or actually without a doubt, the best distilling education that I did on that journey um, was at, uh, has a terrible name, but it's amazing. I promise it's called Moonshine University. (laughs) (laughs) That is an awesome name. No shade at all. No shade that at all. That is an awesome name. Uh, how, do I, how do I sign up for more? Seriously, seriously. Uh, uh, located in, in Go Figure, Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, and um, and they are just so wonderful. They have mm-hmm. so many incredible education courses. And I've done several of their courses and, and workshops. And um, it was without a doubt the most impactful education I, I had during that time. And mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful to them. And, and the education that they continue to, to provide people looking to get into the industry. And um, so uh, 2021, unfortunately, was a very tough year. 
um, mm-hmm. for several reasons. So he didn't do it, didn't do it that l- last year. I'm like, where, what even year are we where in now? Are we? Um, <laughs> but we're looking forward to opening it back up again later this year. And so what we've done is um, create a scholarship for aspiring female distillers. Mm-hmm. So we open it up, we have applicants, and then we choose one to send to the six day master distillers uh, course at Moonshine. That's so great. that's their most popular course. It's like six full days of distilling education, just teaches you everything about mm-hmm. what it takes to to start your own distillery. And so it's really rad and, and just so impactful. And so I'm, I'm excited to continue sending some aspiring distillers there. Yeah. And I'm glad that you decided to do better than be bitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, was, I had wrote that down. I was like, what is, like, basically, what is your guide for others to creating that path? Totally. Because you know, like you said, there was no path. Yep. No, there was no created. path. Yeah. So you're like, oh. Matter of fact, not only am I going to show you the way, mm-hmm. I'm also going to provide you the way. 100%. Yeah. That's like, ex- that that's is fantastic. awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what it was for me. Yeah. Is because I mean, we touched on it, but like there was no path. There was no, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I would show up to the like San Diego Distillery Guild meetings and just like introduce myself and reintroduce myself and reintroduce myself every time. Like, until <laughs> Yeah, until somebody was like, oh, you want to come like hang out on the still t- like this weekend? Like we're running this and, mm. and you know, finally someone would let me in and, and there's just no path. And and so mm. I really wanted to be that leg up for someone yeah. in the way that I wish someone would have been there for me. Um, and so I, I just like, if I can do anything to help some, you know, another, um, aspiring female distiller to get to where she wants to go, I'm like Mm -hmm. all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I love your conversation with this. I am so proud of you guys for this. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, the cutest (laughs) <laughs> distillery yes but i've ever heard Lindsay. or yeah. like it's just even the bottle just yeah. all of this is you guys did such a great job a lot you. of thought i can hear the thought mm-hmm. um and, and yeah, yeah and the passion into it just keep going we're rooting for you thank you so much i'm always going to be there to get another bottle of gin yes <laughs> yeah. i'm going to bring yeah. others now that i know that this is a gateway gin because yep. i hear other people talking shit about gin and exactly. i'm like no you're not we're going to you and yours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for coming in today thank and bringing you. us for and all these great yeah, these tastings wonderful. that you that you gave us. Thank yeah, you we so love much this. for having me. Yeah. yeah. Anytime somebody in your life needs a gentervention, we're oh. the spot. Oh, I love, love that. that. I love yeah. that. Oh my gosh. So tell everyone where they can um, find you. kind of find you yeah. on any socials. Yeah, absolutely. So um at you and yours, Y-O-U-A-N-D-Y-O-U-R-S. And then I'm just at my full name. So Laura K. Johnson. L-A-U-R-A-K-A-Y-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, kind of a long one. Mm-hmm. Um, Youandyours.com. Um, the tasting rooms open Wednesday through Sunday in East Village, San Diego. And yeah, what else? And yeah, you can find the products um, at a bunch of retailers all throughout California, Whole Foods, Vons, Albertsons, um, some regional chains like Lazy Acres, Bristol Farms, mm-hmm. um, a whole lot more than I'm spacing on right now. Um, sorry. And then also <laughs> in um, uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, um, uh what else? Uh, Mississippi, Alabama, mm-hmm. and soon to be yeah, of course, of course, soon to be Georgia, and I think I'm missing. I think I'm missing Maine, maybe, and a few more to come. So keep checking in. Yeah. Okay, That's thank fantastic. you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for being you. here and sharing your story and your products and just your passion. Yeah. Thank so, you for having me. It's been such a treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Cleavy, thank you so much. Um, and One more time, I was going to say style. Style. <laughs> <laughs> just so we can, just so so we can, can get cheers. Yeah, yeah, final cheers. Cheers. And get cheers. Cheers. Yeah. And why limit happy to an hour? Thanks for listening and watching Odd Pairing. So please subscribe, like, rate, and comment with your favorite drinking stories and curiosities about adult beverages. Yeah. Cheers. I'm going to happy hour. Who's driving? <laughs>